You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, according to reports, Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2021. We're going to talk about why this is the right decision to make and what it means for the team going into the season. Then we'll take a quick look at Saturday's matchup with the Arizona Cardinals and which players you should keep an eye out on and who have an opportunity to either move their way up the roster or make the roster on Saturday night, assuming that the game is played in the evening. We have all that for you on today's episode. And as always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at KanashiChronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host on the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, family, kicking off today's episode of Locked On Saints with not only the biggest news across the New Orleans Saints and, and, and the Big Easy, but the biggest news around the NFL. Jameis Winston is your starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2021, according to reports, and it's the right decision. Now, even though the organization hasn't made this official yet, this is pretty much official because this is the right decision. This is the way to go. Jameis Winston earned that role as the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints going into this year. And it doesn't come down to just the second preseason game in which he went nine of 10 for 123 yards, two touchdowns, and a 157.7 passer rating against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It doesn't just come down to that. It comes down to training camp, OTAs, minicamps, all the things that this team has been seeing and doing with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill over the course of the last few months away from the public eye. We have watched Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. We've watched these interceptions and put them under a magnifying glass over the course of this offseason, and each of them threw just about a handful of interceptions. Just to remind you, by the time that we got into the second week, maybe even maybe early in the third week to give him a little bit of extra credit, of training camp, Sam Darnold had already thrown 12 of them things. This is a very different situation for the New Orleans Saints and a very different Jameis Winston than the one that people have expected based upon his 2019 30 interception performance, which, mind you, was the only season in which he threw 20 or more interceptions, right? Beyond that, he had been under that threshold. So he had been somebody that threw interceptions, but he hadn't been somebody that turn the ball over to a debilitating extent until that first year with Bruce Arians, which has always proven to swell quarterback interceptions. Yes, with the exception of the greatest quarterback of all time and Tom Brady, right? Or the most winningest quarterback of all time, I guess, if you want to, if you want to, if you'd rather count the rings, right? But this is a team right now that's shifting and evolving, right? Over the course of the last few seasons, this offense has been condensed. It's been innovative and it's been one of the best in the NFL, but it has been condensed. It's been operating closer to the line of scrimmage. That's why you've seen single-digit interceptions from Drew Brees most of the last few seasons. So with that being the case, this is now an offense that if you've paid attention throughout the preseason and you've watched, they want to get better in two specific areas. Nick Underhill's written about it. Lewis Riddick tweeted about it. And you can see it evidently. It's, it's evident in the uh, preseason and what you've seen in terms of their, their, their play calling. They want to get better at screenplays and they want to get better taking shots downfield, both of which. Jameis Winston is very good at. 
It's the intermediate area that's that was a concern, particularly during that 2019 season. But we've seen him make very good choices. And that's why I say it's not just about this one performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We see improved decision making from uh, Jameis Winston in an offense orchestrated by Sean Payton that knows how to scheme wide receivers. Imagine that. It makes perfect sense. We've seen leadership qualities from Jameis Winston that are generally exuded by a starting quarterback as opposed to potentially just kind of being off on his own, which is the other option, right? Or is another option. So when it comes down to it, I think that we have seen what we need to see. And it's one of the reasons why the decision to make Jameis Winston the starting quarterback makes the most sense. Now the New Orleans Saints have a clear direction of what their identity is supposed to be getting into the top of the 2021 season and no longer have to have any type of question marks around it. Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Marquez Callaway is your number one receiver. Alvin Kamara is going to come into a 2021 season without being touched in the preseason because they kept that man on the sideline and they better keep on the sideline again for a third regular or a third preseason game. There's just no reason to risk him. But I think that this offense does run through Alvin Kamara, and I literally mean run through Alvin Kamara early on in this season. And Taysom Hill, as reports have also speculated, will go back to his offensive weapon role, which is kind of imperative for the New Orleans Saints, who are going to be missing a lot of players at those skill positions. Will Traquan Smith be back week one? We don't know yet. The expectation is that he will be, but do we know for sure? No. Is Deontay Harris going to be suspended at the top of the season? It seems unlikely this close to the season, but we'll see. Can't say no yet. When will Michael Thomas be available? That we don't know either, although language has started to change around Michael Thomas, something to keep in mind here. That instead of uh, the original expectation, which was that he was going to go from being, you know, not start the season at all, he was going to start the season on the PUP list. I've seen a couple of language changes over the course of the past few weeks that, hey, he might start on injured reserve, which means a minimum of three weeks as opposed to a minimum of six. So something to keep in mind. But either way, he's not going to be available for you week one. And some of these other receivers might not be either. So this offense running through Alvin Kamara early makes sense. Take a look at who the New Orleans Saints have been visiting with over the course of the past few days, course of the past week. Mike Martz, right? Head coach of the greatest show on turf, top five passing offenses from 2000 to 2004 as head coach of the St. Louis Rams, Super Bowl champion. That's not a coincidence. You see what that offense did, and Sean Payton's trying to take a little bit from it. They're not just having a cup of coffee, y'all. There's actual conversations happening here. And you have a modern-day Marshall Falk and Alvin Kamara. And you have a gunslinger, somebody that can get the ball downfield accurately. And you have receivers that aren't afraid to attack downfield. Marquez Callaway, I can't sing his praises enough. Now, we have to see him once he gets into the regular season, of course. We can't take it all for fact when we get through the preseason. But he's not been going up against slouches and beating slouches out here. I mean, he's gone up against Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and uh, uh, Shaq Griffin, a guy I wanted the Saints to sign over the course of the offseason. CJ Henderson, a guy that many folks wanted the Saints to trade for this offseason. Tyson Campbell, a guy that a lot of folks pointed to the Saints drafting this offseason because he was the top man corner in the NFL draft. He's not doing it against slouches. So the New Orleans Saints right now are in a good position. There's clarity. They have their identity. They're ready for the beginning of the season. Next, we're going to talk about what that actually means. What is that clarity? What is that identity? What are we going to learn about the New Orleans Saints in 2021? And how does this all impact Taysom Hill? We're going to talk about that much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Naming Jameis Winston the starting quarterback was the right choice for the New Orleans Saints. And ordering yourself a box of Built Bars is the right choice for you. Go ahead, check them out. Built.com or you can check out BuiltBar.com. They have a ton of products, but 
The protein bar is the one I want to talk to you about. 17, 18 grams of protein, only four or five grams of sugar, despite some of these delicious flavors that they have going on, including a raspberry cheesecake that's out right now. The limited edition flavors are always fire, y'all, and they go away quick. So go and check them out, built.com or builtbar.com. You could also get some of their original flavors as well, coconut, coconut almond, uh, salted caramel, cookies and cream. Again, they sound mad sweet, and every one of them is covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But again, you're only talking about four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. My suggestion, go and get yourself a sample box, two of all of the nine staple flavors, and then maybe you know add on a little bit so that you can go ahead and grab one of those limited edition boxes of six, too, because I'm going to help you get 15% off of your first order, your next order, doesn't matter how many times you've been there. Locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. It's going to get you 15% off over at Built.com. Go and check them out. Best tasting protein bars on the market. It's Built.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. You know, we've got you covered here every Monday through Friday with the New Orleans Saints. Coming up on Monday, though, August 30th through September 8th, make sure you check out the ultimate NFL season preview. But every day over those eight weekdays, we're going to be taking you through, talking about every single team, every single division with the help of our friends Ross Tucker, as well as Jason Lockenfora as well. Ross Tucker is going to be talking about that NFC South. We want to hear what he and the rest of the NFC South has to say, including an absolutely brutal brutal takedown by Julian Council making fun of the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm telling you, brutal. Make sure you tune in uh, August 30th through September 8th. Just search Ultimate NFL Season Preview, and it'll pop up for you on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right. So Jameis Winston has been named the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. We talked about why it was the right decision. Now let's talk about what this means for the rest of the team. I think you could say stock up on certain guys. You could say stock down on other guys. It's going to be really interesting because I don't know where to put Alvin Kamara yet. I wrote a piece not too long ago about how Alvin Kamara should get the same or similar rhythm of touches with Jameis Winston. Over the course of training camp, we saw him target running backs like 60% of the time, 60-70% of the time. So I do think that he's going to target those running backs. He is going to dump off. He's going to make those smarter decisions. The one and only incomplete pass that Jameis Winston threw during that most recent preseason game was a check down to Tony Jones Jr. He was mad at himself for missing the throw and he did miss the throw but it was the right decision. So you see him making the smarter decisions in Drew, excuse me, in Sean Payton's scheme, of course, and in Drew Brees-esque fashion. So that's good news. Now let's see what happens when you get into the regular season, you get under the lights, the pressure is different, all these other things. Now this is him trying to win a job. We'll see what happens when he gets to go out there, have fun, play the game, and just try to win games. So Alvin Kamara is a little bit of a, a, a nexus for me, a, a bit of an enigma for me there, but I do think that Alvin Kamara still gets a ton of attention in the ground game, maybe even more so than he had gotten over the past few seasons. Now, again, the Mike Martz connection here is really important because does this mean that you get to finally talk about Alvin Kamara as a 1,000-yard rusher, 1,000-yard receiver in a single season? I mean, he wasn't close as a receiver last year, but he was dang close as a runner last year. And had it not been for missing that Week 17 game, he probably would have been a 1,000-yard rusher. So do we see that this year, especially considering not just this connection with Mike Martz that's being made and the usage that he had for Marshall Falk and how it could transition to and inform the way that the New Orleans Saints adjust some things about how they use Alvin Kamara in new or more expanded roles. You also have a 17th game, like just the logistics of it all. You have a 17th game as well. So that's what I look at when it comes to Alvin Kamara. Marquez Callaway stock up big time, right? 
The funny thing is that when we looked at the receivers that Jameis Winston was working with over the course of the offseason, all we really saw were guys like Ty Montgomery, Traquan Smith, Adam Troutman, Juwan Johnson, Deontay Harris, but we didn't see Marquez Callaway. So with that being the case, this connection that they found was through camp and through these preseason games, and those guys look ready to go. I mean, the two big touchdown passes, 43 and, and just over, just under 30 yard, big deep passes to uh, Marquez Callaway. Again, going up against premier talent, even though it was the preseason, matching up with guys like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and Shaq Griffin and all these other guys. I think that to me, when I look at that, Marquez Callaway, Jameis Winston, they're ready to go. Now, Traquan Smith and Jameis Winston spent a lot of time together over the course of the offseason. Jameis Winston telling him, if you're ever running, just keep running because I'll find you downfield. And if Traquan's able to work his way back, he's in the perfect role at this point for that. Because I don't think that Traquan Smith coming back will immediately leap him over Marquez Callaway. I just don't see that being a reality. Marquez Callaway is going to be your X receiver, your number one, if you will, in the offense. We know that the number one option changes play to play, game to game, game plan to game plan in this New Orleans Saints offense, particularly when it comes to receivers. But Traquan Smith is a quintessential Z flanker receiver. He gets to line up off of the line of scrimmage. That Z receiver is the one that lines up a couple steps back off the line of scrimmage, which means he's not going to get pressed as much. He then has that opportunity to be able to create with space as a route runner and separate and find his way, get his way open. That's where he excelled at UCF, which led the New Orleans Saints to draft him back when he averaged 19.8 yards per catch before entering the draft. Now, who's going to be the slot receiver becomes the really interesting piece. Does that become a usual spot for Deontay Harris? Does Deontay Harris line up at the at the Z spot and Traquan Smith in the slot? Does little Jordan Humphrey get the big slot role like we've seen? Not, not this exact thing, but like we saw Mark, uh, Marcus Colston play over the course of his time. Not that Lil Jordan Humphrey is going to be the next Marcus Colston, but we've seen the New Orleans Saints lean into the big slot. So whoever ends up in that slot spot ends up becoming a pivotal part of this offense as well as a third receiving option or another receiving option because the third receiving option, first receiving option, second receiving option could just as well be a tight end as well. And whoever it is that starts as the pass catching tight end, if Adam Troutman, once Adam Troutman is healthy in back, he certainly has a stock up potential there. And then Juwan Johnson certainly has a stock up potential there as well. We've already seen the connection between Jameis Winston and Juwan Johnson over the course of this offseason, uh, during preseason, during camp, all of that on full display. Now, one of the biggest questions around this quarterback competition between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill from the very beginning, outside of just the quarterback competition itself, was what happens with Taysom Hill if he doesn't win the role? Does he become go back to his offensive role? And signs seem to indicate that that will be the case. And that's important for New Orleans because, again, they're going to be missing some key players there. But he gives you somebody that's going to be able to block in line. I, I, again, a lot was made of the change of figure and everything and, and the, the loss of weight. But according to Sean Payton, it wasn't really that much in terms of his play weight and things like that. And there's time to also get him up. And that was one of the big things that he also stressed. So when you look at what Taysom Hill ends up bringing to the team, he gives you another pass catcher. He gives you another option in the run game, gives you another option in the screen game. He gives you another option as a blocker in the screen game to where you're not worried about him blocking in line. You're worried about him blocking defensive backs and linebackers on the perimeter. That's a good role for him. So that really helps to have Taysom Hill back in that position, especially with all that you're missing, particularly at the tight end position right now. Nick Vanette out for two to four weeks. Adam Troutman, we still have to see. He avoided major injury, but that doesn't mean that he won't miss time. So we have to be aware of that as well. So Taysom Hill helps big time at that tight end position. Then when it comes to the offensive line, 
it could be a little bit of a new challenge for the offensive line that they looked like they held up to it just fine during their preseason action when all five, when uh, you know that starting five unit got together. But they might have to block a little bit longer than they're accustomed to, as opposed to that ball coming out in less than two and a half seconds. Jameis Winston might hold on to it a little bit longer to make sure that the routes that are going downfield get an opportunity to develop. But He's shown a propensity to get the ball out fairly quickly and be able to help complement his offensive line during the preseason, at least. So we'll see if that's able to translate into the regular season as well. And also a lot of play action. You're going to see a ton more play action than you're accustomed to in this offense. You already saw it. It makes the job a little bit easier for the offensive line because you get the defense thinking run first. And it certainly makes the job a little bit easier for Jameis Winston because he gets time to process the field on the back end with the sort of opportunity that's made for him. Uh, separating from the line of scrimmage in the play action motion, but then also simply just being given that time because the defense is thinking run first. So look for those play action shots just beyond the 50 yard line. Look for those play action shots all over the field, but then also look for this team to lean in heavy in the run game because this will be the first time in Jameis Winston's career that he has a proven offensive line in front of him and a proven playmaker at the running back position. And y'all, that only scratches the surface of what we're going to be able to talk about here. We're going to break it down further going into next week, take a look at the uh, the passing game in particular, take a look at the run game in particular, what concepts may be returning to the New Orleans Saints, what concepts might be added to the New Orleans Saints. There's so much still to look at. So I'm looking forward to bringing you all of that starting up next week. But right now, I want to turn our focus to this Saturday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. Who are some of the players that have an ability here to either move the way up the roster or potentially play their way into or onto the roster? We got that coming up for you as we continue and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And I don't know how you're feeling. I'm feeling a little bit of extra confidence right now around the New Orleans Saints. So you want to go and check out the win totals for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to the 2021 season. And maybe you want to take the over on that nine and a half. Go ahead and check them out over at betonline.ag as well as all the other odds and props you can get into and contests as well, including the half million dollar mega contest and the largest in the world, $200,000 survival pool that you can also get in on. And they also have a special kickoff event that you can get in on as well that has extremely low risk because for that September 9th, yes, we are that close. September 9th, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers opening game on that Thursday night. You can actually put down a wager and get the wager back if you lose up to $25 just by using the promo code NFL. 100 NFL 100. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. And if you sign up today, you'll also get a 100% welcome bonus on your free account. You sign up for free, you put down your deposit, you throw $100 in there, they're going to match it 100%. You've got $200 to play with in the NFL, MLB as they, they turn the corner for it, the postseason, and so many other things you can get involved in as well. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints, turning our attention away from Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints quarterback position for just a moment to wrap up today's episode and look ahead to tomorrow's matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we know Jameis Winston got his job. What about the other guys that are trying to fight for theirs? This could be the opportunity. I don't think you see Jameis Winston in this game, but you're going to see a lot of other faces that are fighting for jobs here, that are trying to make the 53-man roster, that are trying to get to the practice squad, that are trying to put on another audition for another team that might be looking for somebody at that position that you know goes out there, puts up a good performance, and potentially instead of getting cut, gets traded and make sure that they land with another team. A lot to gain and a lot to lose for some of these players. So remember that 
when you're watching Saturday's matchup. You're rooting for everybody in this game. Uh, so let's start off with three offense, three defense. These are going to go by pretty quick, but I want to make sure that I cast a wide net here because we're a little bit uncertain about which players we will see, which players we won't see. So some of the players that I mentioned here, we might not end up seeing. So I wanted to cast a wider net to make sure that we at least caught some of the folks that have something to, uh, to gain here. I'm going to start off on the offensive side and take a look at Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson with no Nick Vanette for the next two to four weeks. A lot of uncertainty around the situation with Adam Troutman. Again, we know that he missed, or not missed, excuse me. We know that he avoided a major injury, but that doesn't mean that he won't miss time, right? He might just, instead of missing half the season, he might miss a few games at the beginning of the season, things like that. So Juwan Johnson has an opportunity here to prove himself as the receiving option for the New Orleans Saints at the tight end spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints add another tight end, depending upon who gets cut at roster cuts. Remember, the Saints have to go from 80, the rest of the NFL too, have to go from 80 to 53 by Tuesday at 4 p.m. after this final preseason game. So Juwan Johnson, I'm going to be keeping a, a big out, big eye on. I think he makes the roster, but he's jostling for position in terms of whether or not he's going to be the main contributor at that position in the pass catching uh, portion of it all. Uh, Ty Montgomery had a quietly good game against Jacksonville, three catches for over 50 yards. He was reliable, made a great leaping catch at a body that was outside of his frame uh, that was thrown by Taysom Hill. I don't think it was outside of his frame because it was inaccurate. I think it was outside of his frame because he found the perfect spot in the zone to sit. And that's how you have to deliver a ball sometimes over a defender's head. And he made a great play on the ball. Taysom gave him a chance. He came through with it. And the reason why that's important is because that's what you want to see from Ty Montgomery, who started his career as a wide receiver, transitioned to running back, and is now being asked to go back to wide receiver because New Orleans Saints don't have any options at the wide receiver position, so or don't have many options at the wide receiver position. You've got Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, we'll see what happens there, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Traquan Smith, we'll see what happens there, and Ty Montgomery. Those are probably your top five. And then after that, you've got guys like Chris Hogan and Kevin White and uh, Estop Winston who were trying to prove their way onto this roster. Kevin White is another player that I would say to keep a close eye out on because he had those two drops in the Jacksonville game. He struggled. Uh, let's say he's been up and down over the course of the practice week here. Here's an opportunity for him to prove himself with one more opportunity with the New Orleans Saints. And finally, on the offensive side, I'll be very interested and curious to see the quarterback rotation here. You know you're not going to see Jameis Winston. He's been, if he's truly been named the starter, you're not going to see him. Uh, Taysom Hill maybe gets some run at the quarterback spot, but I think that the Saints are going to be very invested in Ian Book versus Taysom, excuse me, versus Trevor Simeon. Uh, who's going to be quarterback three? Are they going to keep four quarterbacks? They were really hinting toward that on the Monday Night Football broadcast. I don't know if that's going to be the case. So for me, they keep three quarterbacks. Will it be Ian Book? Will it be Taysom Hill? Ian Book makes the most sense because then at least you have one quarterback on the roster that's going to be on the team next year that actually is on contract for next season. But at this moment, we'll see. I think the quarterback rotation is going to be really interesting to watch on Saturday. And let's wrap up over on the defensive side. Three players I'm going to be really watching there, including and then also one position, just like we did with the offense. Uh, Shy Tuttle. Uh, you know, look, you have the injury to uh, Jalen Dalton. Shy Tuttle has been up and down the rotation so far. I, I kind of want to know where his standing is. Is he a first team guy? Is he a second team guy? Is he behind, you know, Christian Ringo and Malcolm Roach? Or is he up there with Malcolm Roach, which is what we expected at the beginning of the preseason? Be really interesting to see exactly where he is. And he's going to get an opportunity to make the roster. I mean, obviously, to me, he's a lock for the roster. And maybe that's just me being too precious about him because of the fact that he's been on the roster before, but I think he's on the roster. You're just jostling for position. I'm really curious to see if Marcus Davenport plays and if he plays, if he continues to keep up this incredible offseason that he's had so far. And it, 
he has been outstanding in training camp, in both of these preseason games, all of that. So I'm really interested to see because I don't think that the Saints have enough edge rushers to not play him for this one. So we'll see. Uh, I'll be really interested to see if we see him at all. And if we do, I just want him to continue to have this kind of remarkable offseason that he has had uh, thus far. Um, and if he can continue his development moving forward as well. And then Pete Werner is another player that I'm going to be watching. And really, it's a combination, right? Pete Werner, Quan Alexander. Do we get to see them in this game? And with them, what do we see? Pete Werner looked like he was ahead of Zach Bond early on in camp. Then he got injured around August 9th and then went missing. Not went missing. I mean, he was injured. So he wasn't on the field for the last little bit. And then Zach Bond kind of blew up out of nowhere, starting with that first preseason game, had a solid second preseason game and has looked great during training camp as well. Had the great pleasure of being at camp and seeing it with my own eyes before it even got to the preseason. And then to see it translate in the preseason, you went, okay, that's something. So Zach Bond to me has now left. Now the Saints operated in base packages on Thursday's practice with that. They had Demario Davis in the middle, Quan Alexander at will, and then Zach Bond back at Sam, which is a position that he played last year. So for me, Quan Alexander is still your starting will linebacker. So do we see him? Does he get the opportunity to knock some rust off and get some hits in, which becomes an important part of a player coming back, right? The only thing left to do is to get out on the field. So does he get out on the field before he gets out on the field week one, if he's ready to go by then? And in the last position group that I'm going to be watching over the defensive side is going to be cornerback, specifically for death, Kivari Russell back off of the COVID IR list. But unfortunately, Bryce Thompson, who I know technically plays safety, but he gives you versatility a la PJ Williams to play both corner and safety. He was waived injured, so if he doesn't get claimed off of waivers, then he either hits an injury settlement with the team and becomes a free agent, or he reverts to injured reserve. So for the team now, there's some question marks there. Who's going to, you know, where's the depth that cornerback going to come from? Ken Crawley's out, expected to be back for week one, but Paulson Adebo, that means that he gets some opportunities with the starting, uh, with the starters on this game. And then who's going to be your backup in the slot? Because you've lost Patrick Robinson, he retired, then you also lost Brian Poole, who you signed this offseason, who went to injured reserve, so they don't have a backup slot player behind C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Does that end up being a Grant Haley? Does that become P.J. Williams' role? And then is that where Jeff Heath comes in as somebody that becomes depth at your safety position behind J.T. Gray? So a lot of question marks to answer still for this team, a lot of opportunities for players still on this roster. Some of it will shake out Saturday night. Some of it won't shake out until just before week one, after the initial 53-man roster has been named. And then more changes will happen within that 53-man roster. And the best place to keep up to date with all of it is going to be right here with Locked on Saints. We have to talk through everything going on with the New Orleans Saints offense with Jameis Winston at the helm. What do those 53-man roster cuts look like after Tuesday? And who are some of the players that got cut that the New Orleans Saints are going to be able to go after? There's so much to continue to cover, and we'll have it all for you here on Locked on Saints. Thank you very much for making me a part of your day and potentially for even starting your day off with me. If I was your first listen, we got your second listen in the bag. Locked on bets. Go and check them out. Lee Sterling, your board cue, getting you ready to make some money this weekend. We'll be back with you uh, after the game on Saturday. We'll have a recap episode, an immediate analysis episode, and then we'll pick right back up for Monday through Friday as always. So I appreciate y'all as always, for being here, as always, for everything in between, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.